1: Well, we've been talking about this hypersonic missile uh, that uh, China launched. Of course, they deny it as, as typical is the case on these kinds of situations. They deny it and say, oh, no, we didn't uh, launch anything. That's the official report coming from Beijing. Uh, they're saying they just launched a uh, like a routine uh, vehicle of some sort, I guess is their official word. So. Uh, And that's normally what we have here. Now, what I'm seeing here right now, I mean, my guess is this is really, I think, the early signs of another arms race is what I would suggest to you. This is just my thoughts here. Uh, We'll find out more from a couple of experts in just a moment that know far more about this than I do. Uh, But, you know, you remember seeing the news reports. uh, Oh, It was back a couple of years now uh, where Russia was... um, really bragging about it, remember? Uh, And they were bragging about the fact they had done a hypersonic missile. And uh, so this isn't the first one. And China has also tested them before as well, even though, again, they deny all of that. But the questions that we really want to talk about, uh, my friends, is, you know, What is this whole new level of of arms that we're talking about with a hypersonic missile? What exactly is it? Now, I've touched on it a little bit. We talked about it on the weekend, and I I talked to you yesterday about it. Uh, The thing about this is, you know, you've seen the images before when it's a typical ballistic missile sort of routine launch. It has to go way up in the atmosphere and come down kind of like in an arc, and then it hits that target. The thing about the hypersonic missile is it's very low in the atmosphere. And so it's uh, it, they say it's really it moved so quickly undetectable and don't really have means to shoot it down yet. Or at least that's what we're hearing. But, you know, like I questioned you yesterday, I wonder how much, you know, it's not like our military uh, or, you know, our um, intel itself is going to release all this information to the public here. So I'm hoping there's a lot more. Uh, that uh, a lot more advancements potentially here in our country. That uh, at least I hope we do. I don't really know um, that uh, that we're far more advanced than what they're suggesting here. I also got a little surprise with KT McFarland' her remarks. I want to mention that because I'm going to ask uh, General McInerney in just a bit about this as well. And I, I seen her remarks in the last couple of days, by the way, where she said that. Um, it was the Obama administration, Barack Obama, that canceled the development of our hypersonic technology uh, it, it during his administration, early on in his administration. And I and I also heard reports, as she said this, and i seen another report on this, that the Chinese, again, stole the technology on this, okay? And then with that, they developed the weapon itself. Now, this is a lot of the kinds of conversations we have when we invite these, uh, you know, these... Uh, people in these uh, Chinese uh, students into our uh, universities and into our laboratories and into, uh, you know, high technology areas, the companies of that sort. There's a lot of that going on. The, The theft of technology here is not a new thing when it comes to China or Russia or any of these countries, for that matter. As I suggest to you, I think we're way too laxed I think we're 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 way too uh, you know just comfortable with this whole thing, and and we're not taking it serious enough. And I think as we're seeing right now with this event with China, there's a price to pay for this. Now the capabilities of these hypersonic missiles look pretty advanced. I mean they can carry a nuclear uh, device on there. They can I mean they can do some damage here. And the fact that they can move that quickly and target. This one here evidently missed the target, they say. I've seen some reports say 12 miles, some say 20 miles. Uh, It's a variation of things. Uh, Yeah, I want to peel that a little bit with you today. So today on the program here, we're going to have Lieutenant General Tom McInerney will be with us. uh, And uh, and also our veteran intelligence analyst, Ilana Friedman, will be here as well. Uh, Ilana, I want to start right here up at the top with you, please, because you and I have been communicating the last many days about this. And, you know, a lot of the reports that I've talked about on you know, with with folks, with listeners and the official reports we got is that this thing was successful. That is the word they used. And it well, it depends how you measure success. But again, between 12 and 20 miles off a specific target. But if you've got nuclear uh, weapons on this, not that this one wasn't, obviously, but if they were, that would certainly be close enough to have damage to whatever degree you want to create damage here. Um, so this is a bit of a game changer, I guess. But then I see some other reports, and it's hard to get any real, it's hard to know where the truth is in any of this, that it was not successful. Let me ask you, with your intelligence and what you're seeing, what have you heard about this hypersonic missile and this test launch that China uh, has, has done here the last few days? Well, this happened in August, by the way. This didn't happen last week, the last few days. So the reports just came out on it. But this thing happened a while back, Alana, Correct.
2: This happened in August, actually, and at the beginning, the Chinese were very. Uh, they had mixed mixed reaction to it because, on the one hand, it did not hit its target, um, and this is a, a weapon. By the way, it travels at speeds of that that exceed Mach five. Yeah, it's incredible, 3, Inca- Ilana. The speed yeah.
1: on this is incredible. I mean, I can't. I, I you can't even wrap your mind around it, can you?
2: No, but the thing is that it makes it very, very powerful because there's a lot of momentum in, 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 behind the, the, the missile itself. And the interesting thing about this is that it can be maneuvered during the entire flight, which theoretically means that you can change the target in mid-flight. And so it, if they could do that and it was still 20 miles off target, then um, this is something you know, that... That is really quite remarkable. And according to everything that I have heard from official sources, uh, we seem to be far behind the Chinese. We don't have the kind of weapon that they seem to have. And more than that, uh, we don't at the moment have any way to combat it. So that's the first thing. What happened in August though is is really fascinating because they um, they first were proud of it, sort of, even though it missed its mark, and, and then they um, and they said that this was something that was essentially going to show their superiority to to the Americans. That's the first thing. But the second thing uh, that happened was that the news about this test didn't come out until very recently. And then all of a sudden, they were denying it. They said just recently that the, that test was a routine spacecraft experiment, yeah and that it was carried out to prove how they could use reusable technology in order to explore space cheaply. And they said peacefully. Well, peacefully, they lied of course. It's not, it was not a test of reusable spacecraft parts and it certainly wasn't peaceful. The hypersonic missile is a weapon and it's a very dangerous one. Well, anyway, this weapon, this hypersonic missile Uh, was unarmed when it was fired Mm -hmm. and it was fired from a command center somewhere in the desert of China, I guess. Um, It made a single low earth orbit at enormous speed, as we know. It was a test and its hyperspeed flight around the world was very impressive. Um, But there was a problem and the problem was this. According to my reliable intelligence uh, sources, Mm -hmm. that missile not only missed its mark, it hit the command center, the same command center that had sent it into low Earth orbit. There there was a colossal impact that totally destroyed the, the command center itself and everything around it. It killed two generals, 30 scientists and more than 100 other people. They died instantly when the missile hit. And to give you an idea of how powerful this missile is, even when it was unarmed, it left a crater that was a mile wide and nearly a quarter of a mile deep. So the Chinese are now trying to cover up this story, but it will come out. It has to. The scar on the landscape is just too big to hide.
1: Let's move it on here a little bit. Stay right there, Alana. Let me bring on Lieutenant General Tom McInerney here. And um, uh, General McInerney's retired United States uh, Air Force Lieutenant General, and uh, always love to have him and, and both him and Ilana on. Um, General McInerney, uh, first off, with this uh, boomerang effect, I guess what I would call it, to the, uh, the, the calculus of who uh, launched it and then came back, have you heard anything along the reports of what Ilana had just shared with us?
3: I have not, Malcolm, and it's stunning. And it's so stunning to me that it sounds like it could very easily have been a scientist programmed it that way to be able to hit that command center had to be very accurate. And I just do not believe that it was happenstance because uh, 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 the accuracies in terminal navigation just don't work that way. If it was, it was one in a hundred billion chances of doing that but in any case it is stunning information Ilana uh, and uh, I congratulate you on on getting it it's uh, what is surprising is is that it has not been up on Google Maps or any of the other our satellite maps we have verified it obviously mm-hmm. and I wonder if we had anything to do with it
1: uh-huh. Well, well, well. That's what I'm wondering. When you talked about the sabotage point, or that, and I hear exactly what you're saying, General. I, I, I don't disagree with you because something like that—it's—it's a, it's a calculus and hard to get that sort of a calculus that wrong. That—that that would be uh, one a in. But do you, you think that? I mean, is it any possible? I mean, I have a hard time understanding the stretch. Would that come? That wouldn't come from China's side, would it? I mean, no, that wouldn't be sabotaged from. from is that what you're thinking? Or?
3: Well. Uh... I don't know, but I'm thinking that uh, they they could have had a rogue scientist. Interesting. They could have, we could have maybe done something. Uh, It's very difficult at uh, Mach 5 plus Mm -hmm. to do these things and to manipulate them. And particularly from that orbit, because, uh, and it it did a complete Earth orbit. Mm -hmm. So it's, I just don't know, but it is just stunning that it could in fact impact which would mean, Ilana, they have solved their accuracy problem. Uh, Say that it's not accurate may be a misnomer and may be part of their deception program. Mm. There are a lot of things I just do not know, but I have never heard Mm. in the history of missile business or anything that a launch comes back and hits the command center. (laughs) Uh, That is just... It's the first time I've ever heard it and it's stunning information mm.
1: uh, well, well it, it would be a, it would be a keystone cop moment as I say general it would be a, a boomerang effect of, of this thing you know let's take a moment general and I, what I'd like you to do here a moment here it, because I think a lot of people may not still have a clue of uh, you know this uh, this jump up within a potential arms race with hypersonic missiles uh what kind of a game changer first of all uh let's let's educate all of us a little bit on this hypersonic missile what what sort of a game changer is this
3: well this is a fundamental game changer and and I think we have to understand the totality of what we're talking about we are talking about a an important part the question is are we in world war 3 or are we in cold war hmm. 2 The deliberate attack on the world by the Chinese with COVID-19, and and I'm not a tin hat, but if anybody doesn't think that that wasn't deliberate, uh, then they live in a different world because part of their doctrine of unrestricted warfare is biological attacks and massive cyber warfare. They did both. They did a massive cyber warfare attack on our electoral system in 2020. And so are we in actually World War III or is it Cold War II? Uh, In any case, it's one or the other. You can take your choice. Uh, But if we're in a dream world thinking that the Chinese uh, are not hell bent on destroying the United States, and dominating the United States, and doing it in a very covert way, as articulated in 2005 by their Chinese defense minister, Xi Huatun, and a speech he gave to the CCP Communist Chinese Party insiders about China's war plans and colonization of America. And so, They have laid out a a game plan back in 2005 on how to dominate. I, I just look at patterns of behavior. Does anybody, if they really believe that it came from a fish market in Wuhan and it just so happened to come in our important election year and the US and no world economy had a positive GDP, The only people who had a positive GDP in 2020 was the Chinese, and they had an 18% GDP growth. Now, if you look at where they are and the results of Obama, because I have hard evidence that they used Hammer and Scorecard, our program, that the Obama administration took out, and they used that. There's just no question about it. Trump actually had 80 million votes and Biden had 68 million. <laughs> now, they, they reversed the numbers and they did it brilliantly. Don't misunderstand me. But the six battleground states that were attacked, and if you look at the, the differential in numbers as small numbers, they want landslide numbers, but they were in the ratio, the scorecard, the application that adjusts the uh, uh, votes in that ratio. And we know the six battleground states of Arizona, Nevada, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Georgia were the key battleground states. So all I'm saying is when you put this puzzle together, it's very relative to what Ilana has reported. And And I do believe that the the Obama administration did cut out and delay and slow down our efforts in hypersonic weapons. So your particular point, Malcolm, that this is a new dimension in a race. And I say you can call, we can either call it Cold War II or World War III. That is having a dramatic impact and we are playing catch up now. And this administration is not moving out nearly as fast as I believe they should be. It is a destabilizing. Right now, just on conventional weapons, it means our fleet can get nowhere near to support operations in Taiwan. We have no way of supporting Taiwan if they have hypersonic conventional weapons. Uh, the, The ships would not even see it. Because what this means, and I happen to be in this business right now, Mm -hmm. is uh, on an edge cloud. But every sensor that we have, space, all the others, must be hooked, connected to a shooter in real time. And that means where you have satellites going over the battle space, where you have uh, the F-35 and F-22s, the B-21, they have these magnificent radars. That are, that are brilliant sensors, plus all the other sensors, UAVs that we have, the uh, different uh, large aircraft, AWACS, Joint Stars, all those have to be connected to sensors in real time. Right now our fleet does not have that. So they have negated a huge investment in the United States defense strategy immediately with these kind of capabilities. And I do believe that the information put out that it was not very accurate, that it was 10 miles off or 20 miles off, depending what publication and what information was leaked, was a deliberate was a deliberate leak, just like the Wuhan fish market when you have the mm-hmm. Wuhan virology lab right next door, practically. We, we sucked on that and we've get, still got people thinking that it came from the fish market with bats. So they have been masterful in their deception. They have a doctrine that they articulated in 2005 and, and a direct objective to dominate the U.S. and do it without Connecticut, without kinetic warfare, and where you could have indeed upwards of, of one to 200 million Americans that would, that would die in it. So if you think that COVID-19, which has personally impacted you, Malcolm, uh, was just an accident, this could be the forerunner, the precursor of what is to come. So I I believe that the information is all fitting together in a puzzle. And and we have to look at the totality of
1: it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, All right. Okay. All right. Let's do this. Stay right there, General, a moment, please. And uh, let me just let um, listeners know here, we're uh, speaking with uh, uh, General Tom McInerney and uh, Ilana Friedman here. Uh, He says so much there, uh, General McInerney says, I'll tell you, uh, there's so much. And to, to recap, you know, He's so right when he talks about, and it's important couple of points to make here, friends. Uh, He talks about COVID, and he referenced the fact of what I had went through, and of course, my wife, as many of you out there know, was very ill. I almost lost her uh, with this uh, deal because of that car accident that had happened before that. Those of you who follow me know the story by now. And um, but he, he brings up a very valid point that and I've been thinking about that a lot in past days, and it really makes me angry. And I think that's what General was referencing there, angry to the point of this was all avoidable. And you think about the level of people who have look, we just lost to Colin Powell. That's another a very you know interesting. We talked about that uh, yesterday. If you heard the program, you heard me there talk about Powell. And uh, again, I might not have been a fan of his politics later in his life, but I have a lot of respect for the man and his commitment as a. Uh, a patriot and what he had accomplished here, as you know, you know, my feelings on that. Um, but, you know, I seen another a post I just want to share with you all this morning, back to General's point here, and a gentleman who is, um, who follows um, uh, one of our um, close followers, uh, best best way to put it, I guess, of the platform network, I don't know the man personally, but I seen a message that he, he was headed into the ER uh, this morning. Uh, the, and to pray for him uh, that, um, that he was very sick. His lungs had taken a big hit from COVID, uh, you know, very, very ill. And, not, and not, you know, again, I understand it's not the talk we're really having today, but it's all connected with the Chinese is what the general was referencing. And he's so accurate when he says that. But, but the, the point I make here is this man was headed to the ER and his lungs were heavily compromised from COVID. And he knew, and you know, when you get that sick, you know, when you're being compromised, trust me, people, because that's where my wife was in that same boat and she, literally as as healthy as a person she was and as a fighter as she is she thought she was at the end or that she was dying because we we talked about it, it the truth be told here you know what i mean but when you when your immune system is that compromised you, this bioweapon will tear you a new one let me be sure that you understand that this is no common flu or cold this is designed to wreak havoc on your body and kill you if it can't you know it all comes back to that immune system really and so uh, I seen the message with the gentleman this morning. And it really got my attention because he said he was headed to the ER and he said he was really pretty bad. And he said, please pray for me. And he ended the message with this. He said, I will see you on the other side, my friends. Thank you. And I, I you know, my heart was touched with that. Obviously, I recognized that he knew he was in great danger and he knew that he probably uh, would not make it. Now, I know that feeling. I know that feeling because I was right at that point with my wife and that point and that feel I know that feeling. It's a bad feeling. And it's right there on your doorstep. So I, I you know, my passion went out to the man at that point. And the, the point we're speaking here is it's relevant to the conversation. Because we're talking about an attack, a bioweapon attack against the world and surely against our country as America. And was I think a lot of it was to get Trump the hell out of office and to change the paradigm, to change the thinking, change the music. You know, their whole goal was to change the music. Does everybody understand that? That's what the goal was here. And they successfully did it. And, and that's where we are now. Now. A couple of things. I mean, I'm, I'm blown away with what General McInerney says, really, because he he really captured the moment for me personally. I don't know about you out there, but he captured it for me. And and I'll tell you why he did. Because I've had this thing. He, he brilliantly wrapped it up with this statement. And think about this now. Are we in World War Three or Cold War II? That was the best way to put this thing. And I'll tell you why. I've been thinking about that a lot a lot. I mean, that's why I talk about these things with you all, but I've been thinking about that a lot. And the other point is, he says, well, they're masterful in their deceptions. If you take anything away from the program today, friends, follow. take those three things, that statement, that statement, and our passion for our fellow man with the COVID and that point of life and what, what the value and point of life is, you know, which I talk to you about every day. But that moment of World War Three, that says a lot, because if it's World War Three, we're, we're in for a rude awakening here. And if the, the testing of hypersonic missiles and all of this and whatever's going to happen next. And now you've got Korea thrown, you know, shooting missiles off their coast because just for the hell of it, for the sport of it, you know, these people get bored is what they do. And <laughs> yeah, we'll just do that and see if we can't piss off the South Koreans and excite the people back home in America here. You know, you can just see Kim doing that, you know, and. You know, Trump had a unique way of handling some of these characters uh, to the aghast of the media world and the rest of them. Oh my God, that's unconventional. You can't do that. Well, yeah, it's unconventional because it worked. You, you moron. The hell do you think? Uh, but the fact that he says they're masterful in their deceptions is exactly right. They're very masterful in their deceptions. Just because they do it this way doesn't mean they want, they're doing it that way. They want you to think it's that way, but it's always something over here. So there's a lot to that. Masterful in their deceptions. That's brilliant really. That's what we're dealing with here, people. That's the kind of characters. Same thing with the Russians, but the Chinese are at the head of the class on this. There's no doubt about it. They're all masterful in their deceptions. Same thing with the Islamist star in the Middle East and Iran and the North Koreans. That's what a lot of evil on the planet, friends. A lot of evil here. And here we are sitting here with uh, mighty America. And now we talk about what's the importance of leadership. Huh. What's the importance of our military? what's the important of you know uh, American exceptions and where are we in the country? and you know again that 250 year mark, the decline of a great empire is that where we're at sadly? Well, when, when General Macdonald, I'd like to say as a patriot, I'd like to push back on that and say no, we just got to rally the troops. got that's what it is with patriots. that's what we got to do. So there's a lot I just gave you, but think about all that please. okay all right put that into context for yourself. And and think about that. And we're going to continue on in a moment here with General McInerney and Alonda Friedman. Uh, You know, I, I want to get in here as well. I got to talk to you about this. And you know, I've been so busy the last couple of days. I didn't even bring it up. But you, we talk about lifestyle. We talk about healthy living. We talk about your immune system. And in fact, when you when before we went live here, we were talking off here uh, for a few minutes with General McInerney, Alana and I. And uh, you know, we're talking about our health. And General McInerney's talking about his health. And he's been taking the different things he took to make sure he stayed healthy. Because you know, we understand that our immune system is so important. And you know. There's a lot of things you can take, but certain things are more effective prophylactically. Uh, many things, people looking out there, I- ivermectin, HCQ. But long term, it really is about the health of your immune system. And the thing I want to recommend to your friends is Healthy Cell. And you know this is a great product. It's a great product. I've just taken mine just now as I went on here with you, with my regimen. I take the daily regimen of Healthy Cell. The thing I like about Healthy Cell, bar none, is it gets to the health of your cells. So it gets into your body. This is why I love this product. This is why I talk to you about it. This is why I contacted Healthy Cell, what, three and a half plus years ago and said, "You we got to get you on this platform because America Out Loud is ready to launch into the stratosphere. And I want to take you people with us. That's why you hear them all over the platform. And that's why you hear many other hosts and others talk about them. You see? because it's a great product now they have immune super boost that's been on back order for a little bit but that's got the echinacea the zinc the a to d it's it's a war chest for your immune system for any virus any disease any covid any whatever you have a healthy immune system you have a great shot to get through it you you compromise yourself and my friends you you're gonna have a war you're going to have a war ahead. Nothing's more important than your body. That's first and foremost is the health of yourself, your mind, your body, the whole thing. So anyways, they have a whole host of products. All our listeners get 20% off the first order. You got to use the code out loud to get that or click the banner ad back at America out loud, or just go to healthycell.com forward slash out loud. And there's where you'll get the host of products. They have the daily regimen, AM, PM. They've got the immune super boost again. Hopefully that's coming back in stock there. They've got REM sleep for sleep at night. Focus helps our brain out. They have a whole array of amazing products and it really gets their gel form, by the way, too gel. So you can put it, you can take it right out of the package like a black cherry. It's very, very easy. Put it in water. I put it in a little water because I take other things uh, with it as well. But anyways, enough on that. But I just want to get that information to you again. Just remember the out loud 20% off our our listeners get, And that's our relationship with Healthy Cell. I love the product, love the company. And uh, we're talking about immune systems. We're talking about being healthy. This is how you do it, people. That's why they're here with me. You know me and our lifestyle and how I believe. And and I want you all to benefit from this. So please take care of yourself. Okay, whatever you got to do, take care of yourself. Don't don't be a you know a macho guy or gal that you think it nothing's believe me it'll tear down anybody, and it's important we don't know what they're up to next or what kind of a virus or disease is coming our way or what what's happening or, or God only knows what's on the bathroom stall or the or the or the door when you grab it right yeah you seem like a germophobia Malcolm what's going on well you know. I don't really want those germs around. Listen, you we're going to take a pause right here and return here with General McInerney and Ilana Friedman. You're listening to The Voice of a Nation.
0: Listen to Malcolm, The Voice of a Nation
4: on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android or Alexa. Each of us is born with 30 trillion cells that make us. These cells determine how we feel, perform, sleep, focus and how long we live and to live our best life all we have to do is feed our cells but most food and supplements don't reach our cells, keeping us from reaching our full potential make every cell count with healthy cell founded with a mission to empower people to take control of their own health at the most fundamental level dr vincent jampapa world-renowned cell researcher and medical doctor created supplements that work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of any product. And that's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L. And use code OUTLOUD for 20% off.
1: never. Outloud.com is the alternative from the agenda driven globalist. Here, we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. On demand podcast or real time talk radio with our streaming apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. America Outloud Talk Radio Liberty and Justice for All.
0: The silent majority has spoken. We say let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at liberty at americaoutloud.com. Liberty at
1: It's been on my mind a lot lately where are we headed exactly? Because things are getting weirder and weirder and weirder. I mean, they're just getting stranger than strange now you look at these kind of situations so what what do you, what does your heart tell you are, are we are we in a cold war ii or are we in a world war three, alana
2: well it's it's not a shooting war yet but we're awfully close i, I think uh what china is is firing at us are bioweapons that's that's war um they are um doing all kinds of things to take over Parts of the world that don't belong to them. I mean, look what happened in Afghanistan. They were in the fighting. They were part of the uh, part of the wheels of of um, activity that helped the Taliban take over the country in 11 days. The Taliban on their own would never have been able to do that. But they had Chinese intelligence and Chinese special ops on the ground to help them. And now that the Americans are for all intents and purposes out. They have taken over Bagram Air Force Base and, and they are moving into to do mining operations of the rare earth um, minerals and metals. Uh, China is, is an ex- on, on an expansive expansion tear. Um, they've said they, have bu- they are building 10 military bases on the Indian border. They are absolutely setting themselves up for war and then they are threatening Taiwan. And Taiwan is in, in, the, in the light of these new developments with hyper, hypersonic uh, weapons, um, Taiwan is almost indefensible. And so, you know, we're looking at a, a, a different kind of war. It's not a shooting war yet. But it, it looks like it's going to be, but the shooting could come from uh, let's say an EMP attack uh, on the United States, or it could come uh, and and that would leave us helpless. Uh, it could come in in one of many forms, and it could come anywhere in the world, which is what we're seeing. They are in this in the South Pacific uh, um, off uh, the coast of South America. Uh, doing tremendous damage to a very delicate eco- ec- ecological system down there. They're, de- they're essentially destroying the world with their, their avarice, so with their, their quest for power. But I'd like to mention one other thing, and that's, it, it could really play a part in this. While they are full of all of this um, expansionist activity, Internally, economically, they are failing, they're falling apart. They had massive floods this year that destroyed their crops. So they're facing famine in the wintertime as it it is coming upon them. Um, Their their, um, uh, real estate sector, which represents something like 60% of their economy is collapsing because it was overbought and it was um, overextended. In fact, China is overextending itself in many ways. Its dams are failing because of the the huge floods. And in fact, they are also destroying some of the dams without informing the people who are downstream. And many, (laughs) many thousands of people, I would guess, have drowned. So they are... Facing a lot of internal problems that we are not looking very closely at. And I think that may create some sort of balance when we're looking at whether they are about to wage war on the world.
1: Yeah. You know, it brings me uh, to a point, Ilana, that I brought up the other day. And and I want to ask actually, General McInerney this based on what you're saying right there. Uh, There was a story I read in, uh, I think it was Foreign Policy, as I recall, I remember talking about it with uh, listeners, and it was the fact that, uh, uh, to your point right now, that they are a failing system. And I've never heard you uh, actually say that, uh, General McInerney, and I'm curious what your thoughts on that, based on what Ilana has just uh, commented on there, Uh, I'm looking right now for that report with foreign policy, in fact, as I stall with you here a moment here. But it was it was a report that it was very well said, actually. And it was that uh, that they are uh, failing themselves. They're having troubles there. And that's what Alana points out. Is that does that equal or level the playing field at all? What's going on there in connection, you know, in contrast to their hubris as they are pushing their military exercise?
3: Well, it could be uh, that it levels the playing field, Malcolm, but it also could be the incentive for why they go to a kinetic war and expand it rapidly. Uh, I do not believe anything's going to happen in Taiwan until after the Winter Olympics. That is an important symbol for them. Yeah, Kind of like the Olympics in Germany after World War II, uh, before World War II, if you remember that with Hitler.
1: Hey, let with, me ask you, General, isn't it only, I mean, in my mind, I, you know, we talk about Taiwan, it comes up a lot, but it, to me, it's only a matter of time before they, that conquest is, is that desire is fulfilled. I, I, am I overstating that?
3: No, I think you're spot on. And and uh, the reason, look, if China helped, if you're Biden, oh, Biden, as I call him, and China helped you get elected, and he knows that, and they want to take Taiwan, and they say, if you do anything, we're going to leak to the world that we did influence the election, then in fact, uh, we're not going to do anything. So if you expect America to do anything on Taiwan, uh, please do not.
1: It, no, that's exactly it, General. We're not going to do a thing with them. Listen, I want to ask you this. I just found that piece. And let me throw this, uh, this uh, quandary at your moment, General, because this is an interesting uh, thing here. All right, so a piece in, in foreign policy. This was by Hal Brands and Michael Beckley, um, and it was just just a, oh, a couple of weeks ago. It's pretty new here. China, Listen about this. China is a decline in power. And that's the problem, they say. Now, it's a very interesting piece. It goes on to say kind of what Alana more or less was striking at there a little bit. Slow in growth makes it harder for leaders to keep the public happy. Economic underperformance weakens the country against its rivals. Fear and upheaval, leaders crack down on dissent. They, they maneuver desperately to keep geopolitical enemies at bay. Expansion seems like a solution, a way of grabbing economic resources the markets, making nationalism a crutch. For a wounded regime and beaten back foreign threats. Now, pause that a moment here. The concept that that's all that happened. You know what comes to my mind, General? It's sort of like a, a, a wounded animal. Uh, if it is an, if it is true and all this information is accurate, a wounded animal can be the most dangerous. So when you know, I think it was Alana just mentioned an EMP attack. I have to share with you, General. If i will to be really completely honest with you here and listeners right now, this is my biggest fear. I actually believe one day I'm going to wake up and there's going to be no electricity. I, I actually this happened. This is something I understand and I, I it's my fear actually. I believe the fact that the United States is in such turmoil, the fact that we are in a. Uh, a brain warp in this mode of we're not at our best right now. We've been taken down, we've been kicked in the knees or, or, or kicked in the ass, either one. We've been taken down a few notches here for sure. We have the weakest president ever occupying and sleeping in the White House here. That is part of the Obama expansion, uh, the 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 transformation of America, which they seem to be winning at. The rest of us are running around with our hair on fire, trying to get the country back. But they're dismantling the military. They're talking about shit that don't matter on the military. I mean, what kind of hairstyle you got? and Who's woke and who's transgender and who's doing what to who and blah, blah, blah. And nothing that ever matters. All that's going on. And so now we're sort of there. And I mean, if they are looking to make a move, just like with Trump, back to your COVID thing that you talk about all the time, General, I think that strategic bioweapon, it wasn't accidental. You bet your bottom line it wasn't accidental. They looked at Trump. Trump was a monster to them. Everything, the trade, the economics, the export, the import, the balance, the war, you know, I mean... And they just figured, you know, this is a good time to unleash that. Here's what I wonder. Is this a good time for them to unleash an EMP attack? Is this a good time for them to unleash something else? Say, well, what the hell? America's down. We might as well roll the die. What the hell do we got to lose? We're declining anyway here at home. America's, uh, 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 you know, upside down backwards. Is is uh, Is that a fairy tale? Is that a conspiracy? Or is there any truth anywhere there? Or am I worried for nothing?
3: No, I think it's a it's a very it's a clearly in the military terms, Malcolm. We look at different courses of action. That is a clear course of action that could develop for their own prestige. Uh, as I say, I think it's going to everything's going to happen after the Olympics. So, but they are shaping right now. They are shaping with the COVID follow-on. The uh, unfortunately for this scenario is. Uh, It's obvious to any American that they had domestic enemies assisting them. We know Fauci and uh, the CDC helped fund the Wuhan uh, lab. We know there are others that did it. We know monies went through DOD. So we helped fund COVID-19. That is coming in open source. And what is the follow on? the Democrats got power and they have different objectives. They're not looking at the totality of what you and I are just discussing, but China helped them do it to the corruption in our own country. And uh, uh, none of us ever thought that you could penetrate the military, yet you have the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Milley, defending critical race theory. Yet you have this mandatory vaccination that can get upwards of 100,000 military people out of the military. I was talking to a, a, a president of a high-tech company that does defense business yesterday, and he said he's going to lose some of his very best people because of the mandatory vaccination. And you, you look at what is going on, the different turmoil, and it's all related, I believe, to a dominant China, and when they make their move uh, is going to be interesting. I don't know if you have heard about this uh, French billionaire by the name of Philippe Argier, who's talked about the shadow government that controls the world, the 38 people in the world that have influenced these democratic governments over the years. And that's another adversary that we have to worry about. Because look at what's going on down in Australia. Yeah. Would yeah. you ever believe that mm-hmm. Aussies would put up with what they're doing yeah. and with what's going on in this country with the mandatory vaccinations?
1: Yeah. General, a couple of things there. The the Australian thing. Stop there a moment on that, please. Uh, it's a totalitarian takeover, is in you and the reason I I when you say do we know, yeah, we know, and I'll tell you why. Uh, You can't believe, uh, I'm telling you now, Jen, you can't believe the communications and the emails, the listeners, we get a lot of Australians that listen into this network, actually that are listening to you right now. Uh, There's a lot of them, uh, Australians and Europeans love America Out Loud, and Australians, they write in all the time. So we get a lot of correspondence, a lot of emails, a lot of communications. Uh, and they share these stories, and they're heart wrenching what's happening, and they're going through hell right now. And they, they, there's a, uh, you know, and there are those Aussies like us that are very patriotic to their country, general. So those people pour out their hearts, and there are other people who, like, they've been whiplashed. They don't even know what to make of this. Uh, what's been happening with the totalitarian takeover? What's happening with Australia? But this is a story for our times that nobody is talking about. Correct?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely, Malcolm, and and it's important that people understand that this is a global issue. And that's what's convinced me by listening to and talking to uh, Philippe Argier, is it is a global issue with different motivations. The high tech in the US that has been, been pushing the China, the business, the apples, the Zuckerbergs and all that, they see it as a marketplace the people that have manipulated him, the O'Biden crowd, see it as control in the United States, and they have it. Look look at, at the United States, and look at the, the electoral process, that we have a doofus for a president. I, I would never say that, and I've never said that in my whole life, but we have a doofus. And so if you see the world that none of us have faced before, I'm talking to uh, Philippe, this is more dangerous than World War II because we identified the enemy in World War II, the Nazis and the Japanese. Uh, now we can't identify it. We have a hard time.
1: Yeah,
3: I'm not preaching insurrection. There's a constitutional way, and uh, well, that's. Do- I
1: wanted to talk to you about that, General. I'm glad you just said that. Let's let's take a few minutes now with this and talk about the constitutional way versus the insurrection. That's a great conversation to have because right now we're doing it to ourselves, as you just said. And when you mentioned Millie and you mentioned the military and the woke and all of this stuff that happened and then the mandates, right now our military and our law enforcement and major industries all over the, our country are going to lose about 15% of their forces, General. And these people are saying, Up yours. I'm not taking your jab. You can stick it with a sun don't shine. They don't want it. And yet everybody's saying, You know, this, I've never seen anything like this in my life. I don't know about anybody else's life, where they push something so hard, so fast. People say, What the hell's in that thing? Is that like some flavor of bourbon or something? What are they trying to do? Intoxicate the country? I mean, come on. I mean, no, I don't want your jab. And yet, oh, you got to do it for the betterment of everyone else. Shut the hell up. I ain't taking that for that. I I don't want it. I got to take care of me before I take care of you. And yet they're pushing that thing. So you got all that going on. And I, I'm just what so let's all right constitutional versus the insurrection, because you're right. A lot of people come back and they, they throw that at you, General. They say, well, you know, you're you're being an insurrectionist. You're being a, a hellraiser And it, as soon as you go against the grain that you go against the establishment or the global new world order, you're, you're you're called you know, you're called a racist bastard is what you're called, General. You know that.
3: Exactly. Now, the reason I say that the constitutional way is through the audits in those six battleground states that I have mentioned to you. Yeah. And you would think that if you won, if you were Biden, and uh, you would demand audits in all 50 states to show them how you crushed Trump, but they're doing the exact opposite. They've got thousands of lawyers trying to stop it. And I just saw this morning a sign in, in Times Square about, Stop the audits. Trump lost. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. why why would, are people spending this kind of money and the Democrats spending with, with one to 2,000 lawyers trying to stop the audits? Because the fact is, and the reason I know this, I reported on this system in 2017, March 19th, that a system that the Obama crowd was listening to the Trump people, et cetera, called hammer and scorecard. On the 1st of November of 2020, two days before the election, I got word, this is how I got back into this because I've been working radical Islam, that they were going to use it on the election. I was called on a Sunday evening told about it. Monday afternoon, I went on Steve Bannon's show with uh, Sidney Powell was the co-anchor with Steve, and said, we are going to lose the election because they are going to use cyber warfare. Now, cyber warfare, I'm in that business. I run an edge cloud company. I know what cyber warfare is. And it's obvious that a 13-year-old could get into our election system and seize it. But the reason I'm pointing this out is, look, I've got 165,000 followers on Telegram. Malcolm. Wow. I'm I'm not on Telegram, Malcolm. <laughs> Someone is doing it. I have tried to get off Telegram. Wow. Someone is doing it. So they, they have and, and what that uh, Philippe Argier RGA has, has proven to me, he was offered twenty billion dollars to turn over his four data banks that expose all these thirty-eight people and all the initiatives that they've done this global effort, Mm -hmm. 20 billion euros. Now, now they have unlimited resources and they are listening to this show right now. Everything I do, Mm -hmm. they have an elaborate cyber warfare capability and I I know they're listening. Mm -hmm. So the fact is we are up against a formidable threat. If Mm -hmm. people think it's just circumstantial, substantial and has just happened. They live in the wrong world than I do. Uh, I know how formidable it is. And I do believe it is more dangerous than World War II, that, that my father, I didn't see him for three plus years. I lived in Washington, D.C., Pentagon, and then overseas into France and Germany. And uh, I met him up in New York with my brothers when he came up back on a victory ship, I have those fond memories. I was seven years old, and and my point is eight years old when he came back. The fact is, we have a greater threat. And, America, and what you were doing, Malcolm, to expose it, and this hypersonic weapon is a manifestation of where we are, of how we've lost our edge. What is the Obiden administration doing on funding? to keep our defense. Why exactly. would you deliberately drive people out of the military? Why would you drive them out of first responders? Why would you drive them out of defense industries? Why would you di- drive them out, as, as, as Dr. Peter McCullough has been talking about, out of medicine?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: This has been brilliantly orchestrated.
1: That's exactly it. must the-
3: understand where we are, mm-hmm. and we and the Aussies and everyone else We must rise up and demand. They have a better system because they have a parliamentarian system where they can throw the prime minister out.
1: Well, we're in a tough boat right now because we have, as you say, uh, this uh, Biden, the Biden cabal are controlling uh, the decisions we make. And a lot of what we're talking about right now is self-inflicted on top of the fact that the uh, general mentions who the enemy really is. It's a lot. It's a more precarious point to be at. Per- brings up a perfect point, people uh, that, you know, at least we knew who the enemy was at these other moments of time. Historically, not so much right now, because it's it's a lot of things we're. we're, we're it feels like we're being uh, strong armed. Uh, and it, it, that's what I mean, it's always, it, every day you wake up, it's surreal. It's another moment or another crisis. Now we see the supply chain, you know, you're gonna get nothing for Christmas, you know? Okay, cool. Yeah, you know, it's always a crisis. And I think that's where they keep people, you know, dumbfounded and stupid uh, with these crises. And you're never really paying attention over here. It's it's the shiny object syndrome. Alana, what do you say to that shiny object syndrome? Give me your final thoughts on that. I do believe a lot of what we're talking about right now is a shiny object syndrome. They keep developing these crises and these things to deflect any truth. And then we're weakening ourselves from the inside. And then we've got all of this. So here
2: we're facing a number of enemies as, as general McInerney points out, we're facing the, the, an enemy in the super rich, the people like Bill Gates and, and Zuckerberg and George Soros and, and, uh, uh, people like this who, who think they can run our lives better than we can, and they know us better than we can, and that we're dispensable, they're not. The, the president uh, is, is worse than weak Um, it's clear he's not running the show. There are people behind him who are trying to do things, but he's being bought off by the Chinese on a regular basis. Um, And and here's another little piece of intelligence that's been running around in the background. And that is that he was promised $70 million if he would get the troops out of Afghanistan by the 31st of August. Mm -hmm. And if he didn't, then he would lose that. But that money would be given to him through a, a, an art dealer who is um, connected to the Ch- Chinese uh, who would pay that money for Hunter Biden's terrible paintings. And, uh, and, and that explains to a certain extent why Biden was absolutely insistent on wow. getting our troops out by the 31st rather than waiting until all the Americans and our allies were out Mm um i'm i'm in the process of trying to get some afghani afghanis who helped us who helped the cia identify taliban who helped our our government in in many ways and saved the lives of our soldiers and and these people are now trapped in afghanistan they can't get out and the state department has just put a lock on anybody trying to get get out of Afghanistan who is not American or who doesn't have a visa. Yeah. So, you know, the state, we're fighting the State Department. We're fighting a corrupt Biden family. Yeah. Um, and all these things are playing into the much larger picture. But because we're so easily distracted, uh, we don't see China. We don't see the the this uber wealthy. We don't see the Biden corruption. Um, all these things are, are being... Uh, Sort of thrown under the bus, or yeah. I should say the opposite—they're being ignored because um, because of of the the um, uh, our our inability to focus.
1: Well, we're, it's being deflected, uh, Ilana. That is—it's uh, a great point. The shiny object uh, problem is what we're talking about with Ilana there, uh, and we are experiencing that right now. It's always a crisis or something else. You know, I was thinking with that uh, seventy million dollar deal you say, Ilana, with the uh, Chinese uh, through Hunter's art, his terrible artist, you say. And I, the truth, I haven't really looked or explored his art, uh, to, to be honest with you, but anybody that's on that much crack and is shown in as many photos as he has, I figured he can't be that focused. Uh, But uh, then again, sometimes maybe what do they say? Art is in the eyes of the the beholder. Is that what it is here? Maybe maybe there's something more to that. Potentially the Chinese also sweetened the deal and gave Hunter and and Joe a a lifetime supply of free crack. Uh, That might've been another part of that deal, I don't know. Surely they all ought to be on some sort of crack if they're not, because what they're doing to our country is sinful uh, for sure. Uh, what a program i keep going for hours here with uh, general tom mccannini and elana uh, friedman uh, intelligence analyst two brilliant minds really uh thank you again it's all back at americaoutloud.com by the way we'll see you here tomorrow again here remember it's time to get involved and get plenty loud